0: you're tuning into Tasman Counties on Faith FM and uh you're tuning into Tasman Counties on Faith FM and we're coming to you right across across Australia live from Hobart Tasmania each weekday we come to you at 9 a.m. and uh, for those listening to Tasmania you can also catch us again at 4:30 p.m. every weekday and um every Monday we have David Leo and uh David is joining us today from Davenport, and um, he'll be continuing with this series of programs titled Encounters with Jesus. Happy Monday, David. Happy Monday
1: to you, Tabitha.
0: How are you and today? Happy
1: Monday, everyone. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Oh, actually, I'm quite tired.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned last week that you are going to um, Twin Camp. And um, yeah, I'm just curious to know, um, did you get to go and... Because um you know I've uh I've only been to Pathfinder camp and that was like ages ago like when I was in primary school so I've forgotten what it is like um or what happens at the camp um what sort of activities do you do there or what actually happens there and um yeah if you can share with us what you enjoy most uh, or what you enjoyed out of the camp.
1: Sure yeah yeah I did I certainly did go. Um, so Twin Camp Is something that Our our church runs In Tas- Seventh-day Adventist Tasmania Every year Around um, the school holidays At this time And it goes from It started last Tuesday And it finished yesterday And so we have um, We have themes The theme that we had This this year was uh, God is an artist And we looked at how You know We are his masterpiece And that um, You know We're a continual um, Work of art for God You know We're, we're never a, a mistake He's always working on us and uh we have activities like um there's things like flying fox um there's uh crate stacking we have we have an amazing rock climbing wall at the uh, so our, our our campground our youth campground's found in Spring Beach mm-hmm. it's called uh and that's that's uh uh, on the east coast of Tasmania and it's a lovely spot but uh, you know we have worship we have we um, ask us you know we, we bring kids to a. Uh, we tell stories about Jesus every day mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know we we call them to a decision at the end of of these talks so you've got kids that have uh, heard Bible stories for the first time mm-hmm. um, heard about Jesus for the first time uh, you know you've got uh, kids that have made a commitment before and they're recommitting and, and some of these kids uh, that have been to Twin Camp they end up becoming leaders as well, mm. and so uh, you know when they when they you know when they grow out of their the age group of um mm-hmm. of camping then they become a, a leader so, you're so you are know, preparing leaders that's right we 're preparing leaders as well, so okay. you know and, and and they want to pay it forward because they they know how amazing the experience is, and so they want to you know they want to give back and uh I got to work with one of them this uh this week you know it was myself and um, another guy who's doing it for the second time in a row after he's finished being a being a twin camper, he's now one of the leaders. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so it's uh, and, you, and you amazing. mentioned, mm. yeah, it is. Yeah, and he did a fantastic job. In fact, um, I was really impressed with a lot of the young the young um, people that took up leadership. In the In the week, because mm-hmm. um, looking after kids you know when when, the, when they 're out of the parents' hand it 's not and, and you 're doing a camp it 's not a small task you know it's a it 's a pretty big deal, but we 've got to take them around um, we go for walks and go on excursions and you know they did a um, they did a biscuiting uh, biscuiting uh, which means you, know, you go on the back of the boat and you cruise around and um, I actually had to look after a kid i' tell i 'll tell the story later on in the in the program, but I had to look after a kid who had an injury hmm. um, yeah and and that was you know, that, that was something you got to be prepared for as well but oh, um yeah. yeah and and you know I think it's it 's relevant because we we 're actually um <laughs> the 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 passage that we 're looking at today we 're looking at, at leadership you know hmm. we 're looking at at Christ as a leader, and um i 'm wondering if the listeners can think of of someone that inspires them in leadership and I'm gonna ask you as well Tabitha, <laughs> could you <laughs> can you think of somebody that uh, maybe a world leader or a, a, somebody that inspired you in in leadership for you can you can you think of anyone
0: um that's actually a bit of a tricky question for me because I I'm the kind of person who learns, like, I pick different aspects that I admire from different people, so I don't actually just have, like, one person that I admire, but I can say Michelle Obama. She sort of inspires me in a way that, um, you know, believing in yourself, like, um, some things, like, um, your goals or some of the... um, yeah the aspirations that you have in life, just believing in mm. yourself and believe in the process and just commit um work hard and <laughs> commit to your aspirations and you will get there and just not to um be distracted by challenges or you know that you may face you may encounter people who like are not supportive, but it just it doesn't mean that you give up. And also, um, my workplace, like, um, I just look up to my supervisors, you know, they, they know more, they're more experienced. So there's always things to learn from them. There's a lot to learn. And also from church, like, I look up to my um, pastors. Like, um, I try, I actually sometimes, like, I go to them and I approach them with questions when I'm feeling confused or, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just, need answers and um yeah they've always supported me and yeah i admire them for that because i know because i know it's not easy to you know be a church leader and also be human at the same time so it's an inspiration for me
1: all right so you got various you got various leaders that you can think of
0: i got one
1: yeah 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 but i suppose before i share mine i i um I just want to give a big shout out to uh, Pastor Daniel Mateo, who's the our youth leader in Tasmania. He did a, an, an absolutely wonderful job of um, organising and putting together this uh, this, this twin camp, mm. and uh, you know having these having these leaders that were working working together with us. So uh, praise the Lord for that, Daniel. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I, when I was thirteen, when I was thirteen, I had a, um, I was we had to do an English assignment, and we had to do a speech on um, on leaders that, you know, were inspiring. And I hadn't really thought about it before, but there were a couple of books that I read and um, I ended up doing it on Martin Luther King Jr.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I didn't, you know, I hadn't really thought about the the struggles that um, black America had gone through in the history. Mm-hmm. And I ended up doing a speech on the comparison of how Martin Luther King led mm-hmm. and how Malcolm X led. Mm-hmm. You know, there there were two very different methods. You know, Malcolm X was more about the aggression and the, you know, let's get them back kind of um, method, and Martin Luther King was like, let's do it peacefully. <laughs> get, mm-hmm. And so I thought, man, that's inspiring. You know, like, and, and then I listened to his speeches. Mm-hmm. You know, my neighbor, um, she gave me a, a couple of clips on when he's doing a speech, and I man, put he, my the hairs on the back of my head, my my neck just went up, and I was like, whoa, man, this guy, this guy can really. Talk to talk, you know so um mm-hmm. that that was that that was something that was amazing and i and I liked the way that, the, the way he uh inspired people through his speaking mm-hmm. through his um you know joining and rallying and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff so that that was slumber I like looking at, but we're going to look at the ultimate leader <laughs> yeah. this morning and we're actually we've been talking about and mark um we' we've been talking about the journey towards Jerusalem mm-hmm. and uh now he's actually gonna enter Jerusalem. Mm. So, you know, I'm looking for but did you are you happy to read our, our text? Our passage this morning.
0: Sure. And, yeah. Uh but before that, let me just remind our listeners of our show number. It's zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um text us with any questions, any comments, any feedback. We'd like to hear from you. And uh if you are if you'd like to catch up on previous episodes you can do that through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website, which is faithfm.com.au. dot AU. Um, so, David, did you want me to read Mark 11? from? Yes, please. 1 that, to 11. Do you want me to read from the New King James Version?
1: Yes, please. Yep. Sure.
0: Okay. Um, so, the title is The Triumph for Entry. Um, mm-hmm. Now, when they drew near Jerusalem to Bethphage and Bethany, At the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, and he said to them, Go into the village opposite you, and as soon as you have entered it, you will find a a colt tied on which no one has sat. Lose it and bring it. And if anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord has need of it. And immediately he will send it here. So they went their way and found the colt tied by the door. "'outside on the street, and they lost it. "'But some of those who stood there said to them, "'What are you doing, losing the colt?' "'And they spoke to them them just as Jesus had commanded. "'So they let them go. "'Then they brought the colt to Jesus "'and threw their clothes on it, and he sat on it. "'And many spread their clothes on the road, "'and others cut down leafy branches from the trees "'and spread them on the road.' Then those who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And uh, Jesus Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple. So when he had looked around at all things at the hour... As the hour was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twel- twelve. Sorry.
1: Mm, mm, so that's our, that's our text we're looking at this morning. Jesus' triumphal entry. Yeah, so um, looking forward to getting into this, Tabitha.
0: Yes, I believe it's time to take a break. And now we're going to listen to this song, Catch the Vision by Candice Bagan. program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tazian Counties and today we have David Leo. Um, and David is going to talk about the title is The Champ is Here, right David?
1: The champ is here. Yeah. yeah.
0: And we read uh, scripture passage before the break. Um did you want to talk about that?
1: Yes, absolutely. So, um We've, uh, I mentioned in previous episodes, probably about five episodes ago, that uh, the passages mark uh, probably eight, eight, probably seven to ten is a prepar- is starting to prepare us for this Messiah, that uh, this this leader that is not going to turn up the way that the Jews had thought he would. Yeah, they 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 thought he was going to be a royal king, and Jesus starts preparing them three times. He told them about his suffering that he's going to be a suffering, suffering um, servant. And last week we talked about Bartimaeus being blind, and he could see that that he's the Messiah. He could see the, the type of King that um, Jesus is meant to be. Mm-hmm. And now he's a. We're now at the transition phase where he's coming from his journey. He was on the way, and now he's about to reach the destiny, mm-hmm. right? And 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 I need to remind our listeners. As we go through this, as we go, as, as he prepares, this is, this is a week, this is preparing him for the, the, the what we often refer to as the Passion Week, mm-hmm. the week before he's about to go on the cross. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we talk about the leadership of God, and we just sort of finished listening to a song uh, about vision, you know, and, and in the Bible, I believe it's Proverbs twenty eight nineteen that says that without vision, the people perish, mm-hmm. right? So we need vision from God, we need, we need to know um we need to understand where are we going what are we doing and good leaders would do that right mm. and what we find with jesus the cross people might think oh he was a victim to the cross mm-hmm. we need to keep in mind jesus wasn't contro- was in control the whole time <laughs> he knew where he was going mm. he, he he did this out of obedience to the plan of salvation and obedience to his father and for his you know everlasting love that he has for us Mm-hmm. This is why he went to the cross, and so uh, when we go to Mark eleven, we start this reading mm-hmm. in verse one. It talks about them uh, approaching Jerusalem, but around the town of Bethany, mm-hmm. he he sends two of his unnamed disciples, you know, to go to, to go do something, mm-hmm. and 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 the disciples are sent. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what I said? In the, oh, you've got the passage in front of you. They were sent to. What, what, what was their 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 task?
0: Or oh, they were to go and uh, it sounded to me like they were stealing, not really stealing, but Jesus asked them to go and um, get f- go into the village and then find a coat, a coat tied mm. and uh, lose it and take it to Jesus. They, yeah, they such- don't ask for permission. They <laughs> they don't know who it belongs to.
1: Well, it's interesting. It's interesting when you read it um, that way, isn't it? That, yeah. that, that that's a that's a possibility that um, it could have. You know, some some people. When when I've read this passage, I've had some people say, "Oh, who, who's that person? Did Jesus arrange this beforehand, you know, or something?" And whether hmm. well, the passage doesn't say, or does Jesus have, you know, an, a, a, a foresight? Has does he have vision that we're not aware of? Right, hmm. because. When the disciples, <laughs> and if it is, if it is something that they're not really aware of, you know, it's, it is a weird instruction. Mm-hmm. And but he says, go to the village, go to see this person, and find a find a, a cult. And a cult is usually a, a not a baby, but a young donkey or a young horse, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's usually the when the Greek use that that word cult that's used here in the Bible. That's what it usually says, and it says. Um, and it's one that hasn't been, uh, ridden before. Mm. Right. So they go and they go to, they go to exactly where Jesus says. And sure enough, there is a, there is a cult tied, tied there. And they go to the, um, and they go to loose it. And imagine being the disciples doing that. You know, you're doing something really strange. You know, like you're, you're going, Oh man. And like you said, looks like they're taking something without even asking. Mm. Right. And so they start loosening it. And then some people witness what's going on. They're like, Hey, what are you are not supposed to be doing that you know like as, as if somebody's at a car in a car park mm. you know trying to open a do, you know open the door of their in or whatever you know trying to take a car that's not theirs mm. and you know hey that's not your car you what are you doing mm. and exactly as jesus said jesus instructed them if they ask you the question mm. tell them tell them why you're doing it
0: so jesus and is expected to start to happen
1: yeah, yeah. well, Jesus knew it was going to happen, yeah. and it's and it's amazing. And so when people call them out and say, hey, what are you doing? That's not yours. I would love to hear what the disciples, these two disciples had to say. We don't know who they are, mm-hmm. uh, but if it was Peter, oh, man, I'd love to hear what Peter had to say <laughs> in that situation, you know. But they, they, um, they explain whatever the explanation is, and the people not only allow them to take the cult.
2: hmm
1: they chuck their clothes. Now this this colt doesn't have a saddle, mm. so they they place their own clothes on top of the colt to say, "Take this for your for your master." <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? It's like so it's gone from accusation to please mm. you know please take it please take this um this colt. So they know
0: Jesus who Jesus is then.
1: Words got out, so this is Bethany. Jesus has been here before, you know. They they know that um that they've heard the stories. They know who he is, and when they mention, you know, they must have said he's about to enter Jerusalem, mm. and alarm bells must have went off. Mm-hmm. Alarm bells must have went off in their heads, like whoa, he's going to Jerusalem because in that time, you know, the Roman the the Roman emperors mm-hmm. when they rode into their cities, um, and they came on their war horses. You know, they look they look big, majestic, and massive. Mm-hmm. They demanded that people worship them. You know, it was it was like you were you had to. Mm-hmm. If you didn't, you're going to get punished. If you don't worship mm-hmm. them, you know. But but here's Jesus. He's not coming on a war horse. Mm-hmm. He's coming on a a colt. You know, possibly yeah, a, 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 a young donkey or a young horse. You know, it's it's there's nothing majestic about that. But I've got to take you. you know, we talked about Jesus knowing something, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Jesus knowing what's going to happen in the future. He knows what people are going to ask questions. He knows where the, the cult is tied. He knows all these. And it, just, it, it reveals to us that um, Jesus is somebody that knows the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in Revelation he says I'm the alpha and omega, uh, and omega the beginning and the end and uh, you know there, there's something that we refer to this to, and oh man there's, there's something we refer to this and it's a super it's a supernatural uh, thing that question that has to be answered by ev- everybody mm-hmm. how is it the Bible knows the future how is it and we call this prophecy how is it that the, the, the prophetic word of the Bible mm-hmm. is accurate you know we, we people have to answer that question. That, that has to come from somewhere. I want to read you something in Zechariah. Zechariah is the um, Old Testament. Zechariah 9 verse 9. I, to, I said the alarm bells must have went off, right? Mm-hmm. But have a, have a listen to Zechariah 9 verse 9. It says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, mm-hmm. your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation Lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. Mm. So that's that's in, that's in Zechariah nine verse nine. That's in the Old Testament, and it talks about the King coming to save us, riding on a donkey or or, or you know or the the young of a donkey. Mm. And so when the alarm bells went go off, it's like oh, Jesus is going to ride this. This Jesus has been performing all these miracles. He's been healing people. He's been uh, sending demons away out of people. He's been preaching the word and, and, and telling parables in a magnificent way. He's the guy that told the storm, hmm. you know, to be quiet. This guy is about to ride into Jerusalem, hmm. right? And, and it was, it was, it was a common thing. People knew that, um, when there was a leader, there was a there's a guy in Maccab- the book of Maccabees. It's uh, in the apocrypha, but it's the history of the Jews. There was a guy named Simon, mm-hmm. and they saw him as the Messiah. He was the one that was going to deliver deliver um, deliver Jerusalem from uh, the Jews from the Roman Empire. You know, and and when he he went in, they were waving palm branches and throwing clothes on the on the ground and things like that. And so they they were they understood that when somebody's coming in as a leader, mm-hmm. they're coming to save us, right? Mm-hmm. And so when they knew that whatever these two disciples said, they knew if Jesus is mar- if Jesus is about to enter Jerusalem, mm-hmm. it's time. It's time for the revolution. Mm-hmm. It's time for you know, like it's, it's going to happen. We're going to be delivered from the Roman Empire, and we're going to be restored to the greatness that King David brought us to. Mm-hmm. You know, so this was this was exciting times. You know, like this is this is like, man, Jesus is is about to enter. Mm-hmm. But uh, some people must have been expecting him to enter on a horse. You know, but mm-hmm. here he is coming on a donkey, and it's mm-hmm. Jesus. It's Jesus. Um, it's his, it's his his advertisement to everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming the way you think I am. I'm coming in peace.
0: Someone I'm bringing in a said, message of peace. There was, sorry. Um there was yep. Yeah, there was a time like um I got the impression that that was as um as a sign of humility.
1: Yeah. Yep, peace and humility. Mm. So, they're expecting war, and when he doesn't come on a horse for war, mm-hmm. <laughs> they have to try and consider okay, he he's probably a different type of leader. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, interesting. It's an amazing story, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, we are about to go to another break, uh, but we just want to remind our listeners um, to text us a world leader who inspires them. Um, who inspires yeah. you? Oh, who inspires that. you? Um, text us your responses and why. Um, to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We're going to listen to this song called "King of Kings" by Caleb and Kelsey.
2: held its breath till that stone was moved for good for the lamb and conquered dead by his blood and
0: was King of Kings by Caleb and Kelsey and uh, you're attending 2000 Encounters with David Leo and um, David is talking about the coming of the champ and the champ is Jesus and uh, David before we continue I just want to mention our offer for today which is the book Decoding Bible Prophecy and that is by Ron Closet and uh, we'll give you more information about the offer later on. Um. David, in the last section before we went for a break, you said you mentioned about Jesus coming in peace and humility, and that 's why he was he rode on a donkey. Um, can you tell us what that means
1: yeah well I, I want to make the connection that these are all um, these' are all prophecies of how the Messiah will come there 's so many prophecies in the Old Testament that point towards this this Messiah mm-hmm. um, you know one of them we looked at Zechariah 9 verse 9 coming in on a donkey there's a, another reference in uh, 2 Kings 9 where there's a story of uh, Elisha who was a prophet at the time and he was told to um, King Ahab <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he's, uh, he was the king of Israel uh, and he had married a pagan woman named Jezebel mm-hmm. and God gave instruction to his prophet Elisha Go and find this guy named Jehu, and uh, tell him that he is to be the king, mm. and he's going to go in, uh, and and um, and and uh, destroy Ahab and his family. Mm-hmm. And um, so Elisha does this, and when uh, when he tells Jehu the message that he has, um, all the men, all the people that are with Jehu, they throw their clothes in front of um, Jehu and announce him as king. Mm. So there's a there's a reference to that as well, you know. But there's so many messianic prophecies. I've, I've shared before that in Daniel nine verse twenty seven is one of my favorite prophecies, mm-hmm. and I and I really encourage anyone that's listening here that's not familiar with um, you know how to how to decode prophecy, how to read it, uh, what it means. I I really encourage you to get a copy of that book that we're um, we're uh, offering this morning, because you'll you'll find that. That, that that the prophecies are so so prevalent, and there's so many of them that it'll be you'll be pretty hard pressed to go. You know what? That could have been anybody. <laughs> it, it's you know everything points to Jesus Christ. In fact, there's this um, there's this book that was written by uh, a scientist. Um, his name was uh, anyway. He said, "Oh, but." Stoner, Peter Stoner was his name, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, another guy named Robert Newman, and they they came up with all these prophecies that uh, that are found in the Bible, and they f- they figured out just to just to get eight, just to take eight prophecies,
2: mm-hmm.
1: just eight Bible verses that point to the Messiah. There's one, uh, one to that the probability. Is one tenth to the probability of seventeen that it could happen? Now, if, if that doesn't mean anything to you, it basically means that you could cover uh, you, you could cover um, all of Queensland, you know, two meters deep with a coin, mark it with an X, mm-hmm. and then you have to try and you know go in and try and find that that particular coin. You know, that's the chance of. Um, finding out who that one person is that f- that fulfills that pro- that those just eight prophecies, right? Mm-hmm. So, all these prophecies that when you put them all together, you know, where one says, "I, I want to," I'm going to throw just some illustrations, right? Mm-hmm. Where, when someone says, uh, "This person is going to," um, uh, he's going to ride in on a donkey. That's when we looked at Jesus. This person is going to be born in Bethlehem. Right mm-hmm. this person is going to uh when it comes to prophetic language you know uh, and the, the the timing he's coming at this particular time mm-hmm. this this person will be born to a virgin you know when you put when you pile these all and there's pop i could think of about forty off the top of my head, and that's not even all of them right mm-hmm. uh you've got to figure out who fulfills that all that criteria mm-hmm. and it comes down to one person mm. Only Jesus can fulfill that. You can't, you can't f- fit that with anybody else. You can't make it Alexander the Great. You can't make it Cyrus. By the way, Cyrus is one of my favorite leaders as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just, it just, it just compels us that this is indeed the one. This is what prophecy points to. And, uh, even more so, God has communicated to us through prophecy, not only who the Messiah is, mm-hmm. but, when Jesus speaks about things that are going to happen in the future, mm-hmm. uh, still, because Jesus said he's coming again and he wants to prepare all, his, all the children that he loves mm-hmm. to understand what will happen in our time and the time of the end. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we've been asked, look for the signs. Jesus literally says that in Matthew 24, look for the signs. And so we as disciples,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we we have a duty to understand what what's the plan? What's the plan of salvation? Well, prophecy is is a, a is a specific part of understanding the plan. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we see here that when it comes to the future, we have a leader, Jesus Christ, just from the small incident in this passage where he knows the cults and the place where to get it mm-hmm. and his disciples will be asked these questions beyond all in the bigger scope of things. Mm-hmm. Jesus still knows the the beginning to the end. He still knows the future. He knows what you are about to, what you are going to go through through your life. He knows the world situation that we're in. He knows um, he's the one that's going to fix it. And Revelation says that when he comes, when he comes again, he's coming riding on a horse, a war horse, mm-hmm. right? So this time he comes as a, comes on a donkey, but you know when he comes again, he's coming on a coming on a war horse. And I am just going to go to verse nine. Mm-hmm. 9 and 10, Mm -hmm. it says in in Mark 11, it says, and then those who went out before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And they're now quoting Psalms 118, Mm -hmm. right? That's prophetic as well. Mm -hmm. Psalms 118 and they're calling out Hosanna and Hosanna means Mm -hmm. save us, Mm -hmm. rescue us. And so they look at Jesus mm. as the one who's going to come to rescue the people. Mm. That's that's who it is. Hosanna in the highest. And so Jesus accepts these accolades. He 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 um receives the praise that should be given to him. Right. Mm. He understands these. Um, they all recognize him as a leader. They see him as the king. And you know if you if you've been following through the the Mark series that we've been going through. Quite often, you'll say to somebody, um, "Don't go tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Don't say what what happened. You know, or don't, don't don't tell them it was me. And there was a secret about him being the um, the person that was responsible for the miracle or for whatever the act that had happened. But now, he's publicly announcing. Mm-hmm. There is no holding back. Yes, I am the Messiah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: this is this is me. Everybody needs to rec- needs to recognize that I am about to." do something remarkable in the in the a week from now Mm. things are going to happen right and it's weird it's so funny or strange how this finishes it says jesus went into jerusalem and into the temple and so when he looked around at all things as the hour was already late he went out to bethany with the twelve it nearly feels like an Anticlimax. climax you know he walks he, he has this triumphal entry people are people are shouting matthew's version of it says that people are waving palm branches mm-hmm. they're throwing clothes on the and it's it's a huge celebration the messiah is here the champ is here mm-hmm. he's going to deliver us he's going to save us and this is a massive celebration and then mark mm-hmm. for some reason he he levels it down a bit he he, he quietens it after the celebration he gets into Jerusalem. That's the destination. He gets into Jerusalem, and it says he looked around as if he's inspecting, like he's doing. But we don't know where the crowd is. Is the crowd still screaming? Is the crowd gone? Is, mm. is the, what's happening here, right? Mm. And and when it's finished, they go back to Bethany, mm. you know. And I, and I and I dare say, <laughs> I dare say, Tabitha, he returned. He returned the donkey.
0: <laughs> Did he?
1: well that 's what i 'll say that 's why he, um, he came he went to Bethany to, the <laughs> disciples went to Bethany to get it, and yeah. they 've gone back to Bethany with the twelve disciples yeah right and it feels like an anticlimax, but the next day, which is what we 're going to go through next week, yeah. he goes out to clear the temple and it 's one of the one of the times we see the um, the side of Jesus, where he's when he's turning ta- tables upside down, you think, "Oh, the kind of compassion of Jesus! How can he do this?" Mm. But we're going to look at that next week and go, "Oh, this is part of his kingship. This is part of his mm. messianic role." Yeah, and, and um, yeah, it's, it's just it's just amazing how it's it's just amazing how humble he's coming with a donkey, and yet this is he knows the beginning from the end. Mm. Yeah, amazing, an amazing amazing god
0: indeed um so for today's offer uh, uh, it's the book decoding bible prophecy by ron closet mm. and um so in this book you know we're living in an age of uncertainty and there's just so much happening and people are trying to find answers and Um, They're turning into futurists, but um, no one is actually giving the exact um, assurance that people need. And in this book, uh, this book is about understanding Bible prophets, um, especially the apocalypse. apocalyptic prophets like daniel and john the revelator and it's about knowing how to read those prophecies and make sense of those difficult passages in the bible and in this book you will learn principles of interpretation um, the meaning of a number of apocalyptic symbols and important hints regarding major time prophecies um we'll give you the code to get the book uh but for now we're going to listen to this song you will remain by all sons and daughters
2: is issue
0: program is made possible by the support of adventist world radio that is you will that is you will remain by all sons and daughters and um you're listening to Tarian encounters with David leo and David has been talking about the coming of jesus who we he's referred to as the champ uh, but yeah. before we continue um I promise to give you the code to get the um Offer for today, which is the book Decoding Bible Prophecy by Ron Closet. And uh, the code for that is Logos 2. Um, text L O G O S number 2, no space in between. Logos 2 to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one to get the book um, Decoding Bible Prophecy. Um, so, David, we are in the last section of today's program. Um, how would you like to finish off?
1: Well, I want to I tell the story of that that boy that, I, that had the injury, and uh, I got a reading as well. It's quite, it's a bit lengthy, but I'll go through it really quickly. Um, so this this boy, we we had uh, some activities, and they were playing tag, you know, innocent tag, and he had an accident where his knee hit his chin, and he bit his tongue, mm-hmm. and um, it was pretty bad. You know, when we saw it, when we saw the saw it, it was it was deep and it was um it was a pretty long cut and it's a it split his tongue o- um open oh, no. and uh yeah we had to go to the hospital and you know we waited there for a while at the emergency and the doctor uh gave two options and he mm-hmm. said oh look your tongue can heal up okay but you know it'll look a bit funny because it's um you know it's split open or um we can get some stitches and you know you can fix up the tongue you know and uh, the boy said oh i don't like needles you know and this boy, he, he actually comes to the school. He's one of my, he's 10 years old, and he's uh, one of my kids at, at, at the school that I go to. And um, there's a Bible text that we often refer to when we talk about the value of bravery. First uh, Timothy 1 verse 17, which says, you know, the Lord did not give us a spirit of fear or timidity, but the spirit of power. Love and self-discipline, and so I reminded him we had a prayer, and you know I encouraged him. Man, you will to have a, get, get your tongue fixed up, you know. And I was encouraging him. And I knew this is good, good for your future. And I could see that, and I, and I and I and I've been through experiences where I've been through pain and things like that, and I and I knew this was better for him, you know. And when the doctor came back, he was like, "I'm going to get the stitches." And I was like, "Yeah," I was proud of him, you know, I was like "Yeah, that's the one," you know, go 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 with strength. And so we went in. Mm-hmm. and um you know a, a, and then when the when he got the needles to numb the tongue i was sitting in there trying to encourage him i was holding just i'm just, um, just holding on to him and encouraging him and when i put the needles in, i was just like oh man you know in my head i was like this that looks excruciating that's pain that looks painful the, the boy he was in pain you know he took it mm-hmm. and then he got stitched up you know mm-hmm. and, and 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 uh yeah, really brave. And I was thinking to myself, man, I don't know if I would have done that, you know, <laughs> but I was thinking, you know, but with the he, he believed in mm-hmm. what I had to say and I was relying on what God had to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. God God has that type of foresight. But I wanted to read this. This is this is written by the CEO of Telegram. Telegram is like Twitter, but it's um, done in a way where uh big tech can't influence it. And the CEO wrote this not longer. He said We generally assume that the world is becoming a better place every year, but when it comes to individual freedoms, the opposite is true. Most studies show humanity is now less free than several years ago. 20 years ago, we had decentralized internet and a relatively unrestricted banking system. Today, Apple and Google censor information and apps on our phones, while Visa and MasterCard limit what goods and services we can pay for. Every year, we give up more power and control over our lives to a handful of unaccountable corporate executives we didn't neglect. Most of us are willingly tracking devices, our phones, and allow corporations to use our private data to target us with content that keeps us distracted with low-quality entertainment. Unlike 20 years ago, we are now surrounded by surveillance cameras which in countries like China use artificial intelligence to make sure nobody can hide. In 2017, China overtook the US as the largest economy in the world by purchasing power, showing the world that individual freedoms are not required for economic development. Looking at China's success, more countries become authoritarian. And uh, who is the question, he asks... Who is going to fix it? The most active and creative minds of our generation are too busy playing in the rapidly shrinking sandbox called free enterprise or producing digital content to keep everyone else glued to their devices for longer. The rest seem to be too distracted with the abundance of cheap digital entertainment to critically assess the trend and take action. Watching this, I wonder what will become the legacy of our generation. Will we go down in history as those who let free societies turn into dystopian nightmares? Or will we be remembered as those who defended the freedoms that previous generations fought so hard mm-hmm. to win? And the question he asks, Tabitha, is who is going to fix it? Mm. Who's going to fix it? It's Jesus. It's, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. Mm. And I tell you, wait, the, the way he fixed it in the triumphal entry, the way he entered the cross, it's like me watching that little boy taking these needles, you know, and Jesus, and Jesus walks on, he walks towards Jerusalem, goes to the destination, Mm -hmm. goes on the cross, Mm -hmm. and like I said before, he's not coming on a donkey when he comes again, Mm -hmm. he's coming with a war horse, and he's coming to fix this. Like Mm -hmm. Zechariah, Zechariah 9 verse 9 said, he's just, we're going to get a just, peaceful, fair king, who's going to fix this problem, and whatever issues you got now, Jesus can fix that too, but, We're holding on to the hope. We know that when the triumph for entry comes again, man, we'll be singing Hosanna to the highest. Mm. The king, the champ is here.
0: Indeed. Amen to that. Mm. And um, thank you so much, David, for that powerful sharing. And um, yeah, thanks for sharing your story. You displayed such great uh, leadership um, there. (laughs) And uh, of course we also learn from your story and from all that is happening and from what you've shared that Jesus is the ultimate leader. And Mm -hmm. yeah, we need to rely on him. Um, So what do you have for us next week, David?
1: Next week we talk about, you know, he just inspected the temple today. (laughs) We looked at it. And next week we're going to find out, man, perhaps he was inspecting it because he's about to turn the world upside down. Literally. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's clearing the temple, turning the the, uh, things upside down. He's purifying the temple. Uh, um, restoring it to what it's meant to be, and so that's that's a mark as well.
0: Mm, okay, so join us next week, uh, same time at nine AM with uh, David to learn more about that. And um, just to remind our listeners of the offer for today, which is the book Decoding Bible Prophecy. Um, the code, the code to get the book is um, Logos Two. Text Logos Number Two, no space in between, two zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, to get that book. And tomorrow we have Gary Webster. I'm um, continuing with this series Lifetime Search, and Gary will be talking about why bad things happen to good people. I believe mm. that is a question almost everyone has asked asked themselves. So join Gary and Jason tomorrow. Hopefully, um, Jason can join us, yeah, to learn more about that and. Um, I hope you've been blessed with today's message and wherever you are, um, enjoy the rest of your day. We are going out with this song, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus.
3: Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus Just to take him at his word Just to rest upon his promise Just to know, thus saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him How I prove Precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him more. I'm so glad I learned to trust Him. Precious Jesus, Savior, friend And I know that He is with me Will be with me to the end Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him Precious
2: Jesus, oh for grace to trust
3: Him. Yeah.